if you would open them up to the book of uh, Philippians, Philippians chapter 2 is where we will be looking out of uh, Philippians chapter 2. As I was thinking about missions with February being our uh, missions emphasis month, I, I was thinking and praying about what aspect of missions uh, should we look at tonight? Uh, what aspect of missions? And the more I thought about missions and the more I thought about uh, different missionaries that that I know personally, uh, whether it be uh, the time I spent with the Duartes down in uh, South America, or I think of uh, the Leonards in Brazil, or the Myers and many other missionaries that we support. One thing that came to mind over and over, um, and also of missionaries from the past, whether it be Hudson Taylor or William Carey, was service, was a heart of, of service, a, a servant's heart. And as I thought about missions, this, um, this topic of being a servant just seemed to come up more and more. Um, I, I think of, of the Duartes just because of the time that, that I have spent with them more than uh, most of the missionaries that we support and talk about people that have a servant's heart that are, are willing to, to do whatever uh, to meet the needs, um, open up their home, um, whether it's people knocking on their, their door in the middle of the night because of, of marital problems or, and needing counseling, um, or whatever it might be, just helping out a young person. Talk about somebody that, that has a servant's heart. Um, I want, I want to begin reading, I'm going to read a passage and I want you just to listen, uh, out of Matthew chapter 20. And you probably are familiar with this, but in Matthew chapter 20, um, in verse 20, it says, Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? She said unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit one on the right hand and the other on the left in thy kingdom. Jesus answered and said, Ye know not what ye ask. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said unto him, We are able. He said unto them, Ye shall not drink and ye shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my father. And when the ten heard it, they were moved with indignation against the two brethren. But Jesus called them unto him and said, You know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. In here we, we read in verse 27 and verse 28 what we want to focus on tonight. Whoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered, but to minister unto. And then we look over in Philippians chapter 2, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 5. 
where it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight and we give you thanks for your working in our lives. Lord, I thank you for uh, the missionaries that we support that we can look to as, as examples of people that followers of you that have servants' hearts. Lord, I thank you for the examples from history of, of other followers of you that have um, laid down their life in service for you and, and have sacrificed and served one another faithfully. Lord, I pray that as we look to your word tonight, that you would you would be the guide, that, that you would lead us, that you would open up our hearts, that you would remove any distractions that there might be, and that our, our focus would be on you and you only. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As I was thinking and studying about service, I came across this quote by D.L. Moody, and he said, There are many of us that are willing to do great things for the Lord, but few of us who are willing to do little things. And as I thought about that, it was very convicting because I have thought before, you know, I want to do great things for God and I want to have a great impact, which is a good desire. But many of the people that have had the greatest impact for the Lord are the ones that have done what we would say are the little things. And right there is the heart of a servant willing to do the little things. It doesn't have to be something big. It doesn't have to be something popular but willing to do the little things. And in Philippians chapter 2, we find the, the chief example of a servant. Um, as believers, we should follow this example that Jesus gave, who was equal with God, but humbled himself and became a man. No matter how much we ever humble ourselves, we will never meet this of what Jesus did when he humbled himself and became a man. Nothing that we ever do in humbling ourselves will ever come close to that. And Christ told his disciples, whoever wishes to be great among you, let him be your servant. Uh, many of the things that Jesus taught go against what we normally think uh, and went against what his followers thought, too. And this is no no different. Whoever wants to be great among you, let him be your servant. So each of us. Uh, we'll have to stop focusing on ourselves and focus on God first and foremost and also on the needs of others. So I want to start out tonight by looking at what servanthood is. So what servanthood is? First of all, it is God's work for every believer. Or you could say that it is God's calling as a child of God. All our actions should reflect the fact that Jesus is our Savior but not only the savior of our lives, but also the master. And when we um, we just went through a study a while ago with the teens and um, went through some questions um, 
And one of the question was, can you uh, be a true follower of Christ if you're not willing to make him the master of your life? Now, we would all probably say, well, no, if you're not willing to make him the master of your life, then you're not a true follower of his. But how many times do we personally not make him the master of our life? And servanthood is God's God's work for every believer. It is what he has called us to. And so we need to that it means making him the master of our lives by actively living for him and serving him here on earth. Serving him here on earth, where he has placed us, uh, whether that uh, means at uh, your job or at home, but having a serving heart, having a serving heart. So servanthood is God's work. This isn't something that that we have come up with that uh, we need. We need service in the church. So uh, how can we how can we come up with something to get volunteers to teach a Sunday school class or um, to to help with this? No, servanthood is the example that Jesus gave for us. And it is our calling. But servanthood is also vital for our spiritual growth. It is vital for our growth. Unless you are serving God in some way, you will not be maturing spiritually to your full potential. Um, Unless we are putting into practice, what is it that James says? That we are to be doers of the word and not hearers only. That's putting it into practice. That's, That's serving, that's meeting the needs, that's doing the little things, as D.L. Moody said. In Ephesians 2, um, he says that we are his workmanship created for Christ unto good works. Part of that is serving one another. Part of that is serving one another. We are created unto good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So that we would walk in them. Thinking of serving one another is not something that excites us. I don't know. Does anybody here get excited about uh, serving? And I guess it depends in what aspect, um, because there might be some areas that service. You know, that sounds enjoyable for me. But then there's others that uh, I don't I don't want to do that. I'll, I will draw the line there. But it is vital for our spiritual growth, putting it into practice. If you have if you have ever taught a class, uh, whether I mean, whether it's a little kid's class, you know that you get way more out of it than than any of the, the kids that you're teaching. Um, you in your study, you you study it more than they do. You care or at least I, I hope you care more about it than than they do. And in our service, that is when we grow spiritually. God works in our heart. He works in our attitude. So we should humbly seek and serve people with an attitude like Christ had. So even when when our giving is overlooked or taken for granted by everyone, you know what? Our heavenly father knows and he sees. And so even if you're serving and nobody else sees what you're doing, there's somebody more important than anybody here that sees and knows and it will not go unrewarded. But we all servanthood is also how God carries out his work. 
how he carries out his work. As I was listening uh, to Linda share this morning of Alpha Women's Center, one thing that, that she, she said that stuck out to me is, yes, we try to look for opportunities to uh, bring them to the gospel and share that with them, but a lot of our ministry is just serving and loving these people that come in our door. They're not getting that from anywhere else. Um, and that is a great part of their ministry and how God is carrying out their work. I, I think of going to, it was in the bulletin of our service at the nursing home on, on Thursdays. And as I mentioned at Thanksgiving time, I enjoy going out there. And to me, a lot, a big part of going out there is just um, talking with the people and, and sharing with them and sometimes even just smiling and that's a, a way to a way to serve, a way to serve and means more to some people than than anything that that I will ever say to them just by being friendly to them. But it's how God carries out their work, caring for others. And uh, throughout many of the, the Gospels, uh, we read where Jesus was moved with compassion for the crowds and it caused him to meet a need. To serve, it says Jesus was was moved with compassion, and then he did this. Then he served. He met a need. So as we surrender our lives to service of God, we will honor. He will honor us with joy in our service. So that as we surrender to Him, He will bless and He will honor with joy. But servanthood is also the purpose for spiritual gifts. It is the purpose for spiritual gifts. In Romans 12, we read that the body that we have been given different gifts for the use of the body, for for the glory of God, that we are many members, but one body with differing gifts. And every believer has has been given gifts for the glory of God. It's not so that we can say, look what I have done. Look what I'm able to do. It's for the glory of God. Uh, the same attitude of humble service, that this is how God has blessed me. Now I want to use it and bless others. But in Matthew, the passage that I read, servanthood is also true greatness. It is really what true greatness is all about. The result of our service for the Lord uh, and for his glory. That should be our goal. That should be our mission. And... Um, the, the song that we sang, uh, channels only, that we are just vessels showing the goodness of God. And when we show his goodness and his greatness, it causes others to glorify him. You know, I can think of, I'm sure they've heard when, when people have come into Alpha Women's Center, why are you, why are you, why do you care about us? Why you don't even know us? Why do you care about us? I think of uh, women at risk. And how they they said, we want to show them that somebody loves them uh, with a pure love. And and that is God. And we want to be vessels that are showing God's love, that there's something better out there. And so servanthood is true greatness, um, true greatness in God's kingdom. So if if servanthood is. God's calling for us. It is vital for our spiritual growth. Um, it's how God carries out his work. 
It is um, why God has given spiritual gifts and his true greatness. Why aren't we doing it? What keeps us from serving? Why, why don't we serve? Part of it is because it's serving. We don't like to. We don't like to serve. I was thinking, why, what keeps us? And who wants to serve? From, from a young age, it's all about me. It's all about me. Um, the example last week of, of going in and grabbing as many mints as possible. And we have to learn not to make it all about us. Serving does not come naturally. And why is serving so hard? Because of pride. This right here is, uh, the, I think, the main reason why we don't serve. It takes dying to self. It takes giving up your, your rights. It's difficult. It's not easy to serve. There are times when it's, it's easier, it's more enjoyable. But there are times where it just is not fun to serve. Because of our pride, um, our time is more important than theirs. As I was as I was studying for this, um, I got a phone call here at the church, and so here I'm studying about serving, and I got a phone call, and uh, someone needed help with something, and it wasn't going to take hours. Um, it ended up taking about an hour to help them. And as I was studying and got the phone call, do you know anybody that could help with this? Okay, I'll, I'll see if I can find somebody. And man, I can't do that. I'm, I'm, bit, I'm busy studying uh, for, for Sunday night. And it was like God said, okay, take a, take a look down. What are, you, what are you studying on? Well, I'm studying on serving. Yeah. It's like, okay. I know, but I need to I need to keep studying on this and was convicted of. Are you going to put into practice what you're studying on or are you just going to? Yeah, this is this is right. This is what your word says. This is what we need to do. But when I'm given an opportunity, my time is more important. I need to get this done. And so this time, at least. Um, there have been many opportunities that I've missed. This time I said, you know what, God, you you are the one that had this person called to the church. Um, so I went and helped them. And it, it was interesting just in, in doing that, how God in, in studying that, you know what, are you going to put this into practice? Or are you going to, what came to my mind was, are you going to be a Pharisee? Are you going to learn about it? Are you going to... Um, I want to know all I can about this. I want to get it so that so that I have it, so that I don't get up there and, and look foolish, which I might not be able to help that anyway. So why am I worried? But once again, see, it's coming back to pride. It was about me, my time, and it takes humility to serve um, in, in Philippians 2. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. And throughout uh, many of the verses, it, it talked, humbled himself, humbled himself. Um, in Philippians 2, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Humility. 
um, in First Peter five, where it says that that God uh, resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the hand of God that he may exalt you. And then verse seven says, casting your cares upon him because he cares for you. So the biggest hold up to our serving is pride. Pride that we are more important than other are. Our needs are more important than than other people's needs. And so it it keeps us back from serving one another. But another reason why serving is so hard is because of problems that arise. And part of that can be people's misunderstandings of your motives. Maybe you were serving And people misunderstood why you were doing it and accused you. So see if I ever do that again. Here I was trying to help them, trying to serve, and they accused me of this. Or not being appreciated. Um, For for some people, no matter how much you serve, it, it will never be enough and they will never appreciate it. And we tell where our heart is in serving when we are not appreciated for the way that we think we should be. You see, we, we find out where our heart truly is in serving when, we find, when people don't appreciate us the way that we think they should. It is re- revealed. Maybe they say, oh, thanks. Really, after all I've done for you all, you, all you say is, oh, thanks, like it's no big deal. See, that shows, that shows our heart. And how many times I've been convicted of, oh, man, this is going to be great. I'm going to I'm going to help here. I'm going to do this. They are going to appreciate this so much. And then. Doesn't seem to mean anything to them. And well, good night. See if I ever help them. And it's. Why were you doing that? Were you doing it because you wanted to hear how much they appreciated you helping them? Or were you doing it to serve? So that I would be glorified. I was doing it for me. I was doing it all for me. You know, another problem with serving. People can be a pain. And we are people. They can be a pain, right? And we've all, I'm sure, been a pain in someone else's life. And so that can really keep us from serving of, man, that I don't want to serve in this area. It is it is a pain. I don't want to deal with with that. I don't want to deal with those people. I don't want to I don't want to be around them. And that can keep us from serving because of difficulty that we face. But then we can. Why serving is so hard because of discouragement. Because of of problems that we face discouragement comes in we're tempted to quit it's easier to live for self than it is to serve others it's not more rewarding but it's it's easier to live for self than it is to to step out and and meet others needs and so discouragement comes in and we may we may start out trying to serve one another but are faced with difficulties and then we get discouraged and then it's easy to quit And Satan wants to discourage any attempt by us to serve God. 
He doesn't want us to be he doesn't want us to be reading his word. He doesn't want us to be seeking after him. And he does not want us to be serving God by serving others. So um, discouragement comes in. We get fed up with it. We get focused on the problems that we have and our focus is back on us and we we lose our focus on God and it causes us to stop serving. If you think about the people that have made the biggest impact in your life, that have helped you the most in your spiritual walk, they've probably been people that have cared about you and have been willing to serve and love you. Giving up time to help you through things, uh, meeting needs that you might have. And the people that make the biggest impact in our lives are the ones who are willing to care and serve and love. Now, the question is, who are we doing that for? Who are we investing in? Are we meeting the needs here in the church of serving one another? What will it take us? What will it take to happen in our lives to get us to serve God? It may be it may be as easy as uh, smiling at someone who you, you notice is, is having a bad day. But do you see that? You notice someone else is having a bad day, which means the focus is not on you. The focus is on others. And so what will it take to get us to serve? God wants us to serve him passionately, not dutifully. Meaning he wants, he wants us to serve him out of love, not... Well, it's my duty to serve, so I guess, you know, it's our care group is serving at fellowship this next week. I guess I don't want to do it, but I guess I have. No, he wants us to serve him out of love. He wants us to serve him because because we want to to glorify him. So have you given up serving? Have you given up serving others? Or maybe you haven't started serving others. So who is it that maybe God is laying on your heart tonight to say, you know what, I want you to start here. If you're having trouble finding a place to start, start at your house. Start at home. That's where we need the most service, the most humility is is in our home. It must be, though, about God's glory. It can't be about us. It can't be about our own glory. Otherwise, We'll stop serving very quickly. But when our when our purpose is so that God could be glorified because of a a vessel like me. That's why I'm serving. I want to invest in other people's lives. I want to commit uh, to serving one another so that God could be glorified through a clay pot like this. So my question for you tonight is, are you serving Are you uh, humbling yourself and submitting to God and then serving one another? Or is all of life about you? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you once again that you gave us the example to follow. As your word says that you humbled yourself. And Lord, nothing that we do 
will ever come close to that humility that, that you have shown. Lord, I thank you that you have given us an example, but you have also promised to guide us each step of the way. Help us to take steps of obedience tonight that um, our focus would not be on us, but that it would be on you. Lord, there's such a need in our homes, in our uh, church, and everywhere around us for us to serve, for us to have a passion for others, to have compassion for them. Lord, we know that will only come, though, as we draw near to you. Please guide us, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.